0: Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens and he's Dave Mulvaney and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm doing great. How are you? Life is good. I'm actually uh, further south than you are. I'm down here at uh, Delray Beach, Florida. So, uh, 86 degrees today. How about that?
1: Beautiful part of the, uh, part of the uh, state. Um, if you're staying through the weekend, it won't be nearly as warm.
0: <laughs> a cool front what's a cool front I mean it might get it in the 60s <laughs> I'm
1: running a uh, 15k on okay. Saturday and the high Saturday is 58 so it means I'm going to probably start out in the 40s, 40s so that's a little cool to be running but I'd rather be ah, that's like the perfect temperature to be running what are you talking about that's
0: perfect not if you're in Florida <laughs> that's awesome that's great. All right. So we're on episode 63 and we'll talk about um, the reasons you become an opt- entrepreneur, the reasons you became a business owner, right?
1: There's a lot of reasons, but uh, let's take them one by one. Yeah.
0: they uh, And this you know, we'll give full credit where credit is due. Uh, Dan Sullivan has something that he calls uh, the four freedoms, the four freedoms. That's what he calls them. And so um, it's a good framework to talk about. So I thought we'd work through there. So, so he boils it down to the four reasons you probably became a business owner was uh, the freedom of time, and we'll talk about each one of those. Freedom of time, freedom of money, relationship and purpose. So that was kind of his, hey, if you think about it, the four reasons you became an entrepreneur are these four reasons. So uh, let's talk about the, the first one, he talks about the freedom of time. And so um, let's talk about that. Part of the, the idea of being a business owner, which is really the irony of it, right? is that we didn't want to work nine to
1: five
0: yet. How many business owners do we know that are working 80 hours a week
1: or 24 seven? And then, yeah. And then they go home at night and they think about work and they never really check out. They go on vacation. They never check out. Right. Right. And so, yeah, that um, to understand, you know, Dan Sullivan is all about um, using your business as a tool um, and, and getting your, your life back really. I mean, if, if, um, and if there's anything that the first thing I believe that entrepreneurs give up, I shouldn't say entrepreneurs. The first thing that most self-employed people give up is time. Right. They they dive in. And um, I was, I was just talking with a, a client of mine um, who actually coaches people on this very subject. Okay. And um, so what happens is, um, you have this strategy of what your business can become, right? Um, then you get busy, and you, you you're doing all this busy work, and all of a sudden you move away from the strategy, and ten years goes by. <laughs> all right, where did all my freedom of time come from? E- exactly, or you lose that time. So um, the reason you you became a business owner is because you thought. You'd make more money, so you'd have more time. So let's talk about that subject. How do you get more time back in your business, Matt?
0: Yeah, I think that's great. And so, so the way he frames this up, which I think is always pretty cool, is is exactly right. You probably became uh, an is a business owner, so you could, you know, work when you wanted to work and take time off when you wanted to take off. And what happened is we'd had the the creep, you know, where it creeps in time creep, where now we're working longer or or, or doing stuff. So how do you get your time back? And that would be. Really, first of all, you gotta acknowledge it. Where's my time? We always talk about the activity inventory. where do I spend my time? We've talked about you know probably eighty percent of your time is spent on the 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 non-essential stuff, you know the 80 20 rule. you know eighty uh, percent of your results come from twenty percent of your activity. That the urgent 80,
1: versus the important.
0: right. that means eighty percent of your stuff is spent on non-important stuff, right? so so a lot of it is we just didn't realize like you were saying that you know it's almost like the time creep all of a sudden we become overwhelmed with it, with our lack of free time. So the first thing would be to acknowledge it. And the second thing would be to uh, start protecting it. And, and so that means that, that um, time off. And so this was interesting and it's, it's anti what, you know, uh, our, my father's generation, your father's generation, which was, oh, you gotta work really hard and then you get uh, vacation or time off, right? And the complete opposite of what, what I view it as and what you view it as, or, and, and even Dan Sullivan, he's, he's not uh, the only one, which was, no, I actually need to be refreshed so I could give my best performance, right? Athletes are not goofing off before they go play their sport, right?
1: They're resting up, right? You know, and whether you believe in God or not, you know, even God said on the seventh day, he rested, right? And, <laughs> and the Sabbath, the whole concept of rest, as a part of working is um, I believe it's a success principle that you must rest in order to have success.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You must take, you must take advantage of your time. So, so part of the thing would be, all right, we became entrepreneurs to, to have the freedom of time. And so now we need to get back into uh, doing that. So we talked about that would be how many days off do you take? How much time do you spend with your family? Uh, We talked about time blocking uh, where you're, Certain activities that are your, you're working on your business and certain activities you're taking time off recharging your batteries, spending time with your family, right? So taking charge uh, of your time.
1: Dan, it, uh, going back to uh, strategic coach and Dan Sullivan, um, one of the first if you're ever if you ever were in Dan's uh, coaching program, the, the first year you're going to use learn what's called the entrepreneurial time system. And so, in that, I believe it was the first session, possibly, or the second session. That, I think it was, yeah. And and what you're going to learn there, what you're not, what you're going to learn, you're going to plan how many days are you going to take off per year, and during that time that you take off, you're not allowed to do any work. You're not allowed to do email. Not right. allowed to answer your you know phone. You're really off work, right? And, which is, I think, a little shocking to. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's
0: funny. So, so like when I start working with coaching clients, I, I tell them to schedule a Wednesday off, like the middle of the week, totally random. And, and it makes you start thinking about time. What do you have to do so you can take off Wednesday? So what do you have to do on Monday and Tuesday? So Thursday isn't you know chaotic, right? So the first thing I always tell people to do is to take off a Wednesday, middle of the week, which means you have to plan how am I going to be able to take this day off? And the second part, I don't want to come back and have it be chaos either. So I need to that, – that's what we mean about taking control of your time, right? What do you have to do so you can take a Wednesday
1: off and not be overwhelmed on Tuesday or overwhelmed on Thursday when you come back? And the reality is when you do it, you're going to plan Monday and Tuesday so well and you're going to follow that plan because i got to get this, this, this. this. i got to yeah. get all this done. You're going to plan Monday and Tuesday really well so that you can enjoy Wednesday. And then you're going to get back on Thursday – and you probably won't get as much done on Thursday and Friday as you got done on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, that's
0: like, yeah, that's like the day before vacation, right? That's the most productive day of, of your life, right? Because you're always, like you said earlier, you're just doing the essential stuff, right? The, not the, you know, when you're doing the day before vacation, you were just knocking stuff out. Hey, this got to get done. This got everything else. I'm pushing off to the, I'll call them back later. I'll email them later. I got to get stuff done. So you're exactly right. That's what you would do on the Tuesday, get stuff done. So that's pretty good. All right, so the second one becomes um, freedom of money. So the freedom of money says, all right, we, we all become business owners so we can make as much money as we want or or as as much money as need or want or, or however you want to say that, right? Um, and so uh, our profitability or our money allows us to support our lifestyle and, the, and, and other things that interest us. We'll get into to purpose and relationship later. Um, but what was interesting in that I don't know where along the way that, and it's, I don't know, I'll credit, I don't know if it was Dan Sullivan or, or one of the other gurus or, or maybe my own little uh, version of it, which was I use my money to buy my freedom, to buy my time, right? So this is where I'm a very frugal person, right? A very frugal person. But part of the concept is when you make money, I can to somebody do something that I want to do so it'll free up my time that I can go spend with my kids, the family type stuff. Right, where it was a mind shift for me that freedom of money doesn't mean I want a bunch of money, and, 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 and money's a measuring mark, in my opinion. Uh, but the money allows me to pay for stuff that I don't want to do so I can have more time with my family.
1: What do you, know, what I, do you think of that? Yeah, well, um, my business coach at one point had said to me, um, Ray Edwards, who, who and he, he said, You have exactly what you want and I and 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 in terms of money in terms of everything and so if you look at your checking account if you look at your time you look at your life you have exactly what you want now because um, we we tolerate we tolerate things based upon our desires so if you want um, I guess this gargantuan lifestyle um, then you're going to have that lifestyle as long as you're willing to put forth the effort to make that happen. Um, even if you're planning the time off, it doesn't right. limit you just because you took time off. That's, that's the amazing part. Is you look at some of the most successful people, they take that time off, but they also have the money. And, and so you, you learned what happens if you don't have is, a, is you are accepting what you don't have.
0: Right. And, right. What are you tolerating? Yeah. What are you putting up with that you shouldn't be putting up with, which is funny. So. Um, the biggest three complaints I hear from business owners that I work with is that, uh, one, they're not taking enough time off, right? They're working too much. They're stressed. They're overwhelmed. Number two is, you know, not making enough money. All my business owners want to want to take more time off, make more money, and pay less in taxes. That's what I always say. Those are the three things I hear. So you want to make more money, and you want to make more money because take care of your family, surprise your lifestyle, whatever the lifestyle you want. And then the extra money starts to create uh, what I call opportunities, right? So, so we pay for stuff that that, that we don't want to do. We pay for experiences. I now spend my money on experiences with my kids, go on vacations, that, that we create memories as opposed to buying stuff, right? So the money is just a way to create more experiences, right? So,
1: and you know that's a that's a really uh, um, that takes a lot of wisdom and uh, to spend money on experiences versus stuff. Uh, because, you know, I think until you've had stuff, you'll never know that stuff won't make you happy. <laughs> so, That's a good point. Uh, you don't believe it. You're not going to believe it. Yeah, you know, how many times have you heard it said, you know, I'd rather be crying, um, you know, into my steak than, uh, you know, but, <laughs> but the reality is the people who've already had stuff, they realize that, you know, this doesn't make me happy, but I'm going to buy experiences instead. That's re- That takes wisdom. That says, I prefer this life over only just chasing things because chasing right. things is empty and it's, you know, it, it doesn't yeah. happen, but it's, it's empty. good to have money. Don't get me wrong. I'd rather. No, have- no, it's
0: much better to have it, but that's, you know, that's part of our message. You can have it all. You can have more, you can make more and you can take more time off,
1: right? We have systems and structures in place to do that.
0: Uh, the third one he talks about is freedom of relationship, which I really like this one. And so um, what I, t- what I take that as is both relationship and who are my clients and relationships on who I do business with, uh, who, who, who I work with, who, who employees, partners, um, joint venture people, and clients. Like I, I take that as, and relationship with my family, right? So, so I, I have a very broad definition of relationships, right? And so, but, but what I took to heart from this was, how do I say this? I, I'll say the, the nice version of it is when I turned 40, I said 40 and F it. 40 and effort. And that, that meant is I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Right. So I don't have to deal with any clients I don't want to deal with. I don't have to deal with any suppliers that I don't want to deal with. In other words, if they're, they're mean to me or mean to my, uh, uh, someone I work with, or they're just uh, rubbed me the wrong way. I don't have to deal with them, right. They don't have to be my client. They don't have to be my supplier. They don't have to
1: be my employee. They don't have to, I don't have to put up with that. Right? All right can we pause there? Cause this yeah, is so yeah. important from a marketing standpoint. So um i'm i'm onboarding a new client today and the entire page is on this oh cool great who you want as a client but yes but the but the the part of this is okay so we all have them you got this client over here who you really don't like and you got this client over here who you love so the idea is to take that client you love and 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 really record everything you love about them right and then Target them. So, how do you target them? Well, this might sound crazy. Okay, this is called stalking, if you will. But you, you <laughs> okay. might look at their Facebook page, and you might look at the groups they're in. Um, you might you might see the type of uh the type of posts that they promote on LinkedIn and these type of things, and it starts to give you this profile of the right. types of things that that person likes. Then you're gonna to market to that profile because now you know the places where they're kind of like if you go fishing, you got to fish where the fish are. Same right, way. right. So um, I, I know you're. We're talking relationships. No, this is good. That's relationships good. can be part of targeting as well because you should be targeting the clients you love, and and slowly but surely, you. Can, some people call it firing your your clients that you don't like, um, but. It's, Really, um, realistically, someone in your field might say, hey, Steve over here would be a better fit for you as a client.
0: Right, and, right. You know, a lot of so times- You narrow down. Yeah, you start yeah. outgrowing your clients and pass them off or, or firing your clients, however you want to say that. But you're,
1: Sometimes you're, it's better for the client when you give them to somebody else who might be a better fit for from a personality standpoint. Right. And it's
0: funny you say that. So like, you know, in our, in, in our business, we start looking at who are prospective clients for, for business coaching or- for, Uh, for investment advisor for whatever our business is and it's so funny you you do have a profile right there there there's certain people that we a lot of my guys play golf right that that's my hobby right i bet if you were a fisherman a lot of your people would be fishermen right That, that you'll notice trends or tendencies of the people that you're already working with right you might what i always say is you probably have a niche and you don't even realize it you've got a target audience that you're already dealing with you like to deal with them they've got certain characteristics whether it be personalities whether it be hobbies whether it be monetary whether it be hey no none of my people are divorced or all my people are divorced or you know um, uh, you're going to notice a niche already in your existing client base that you may not have noticed before right it's funny you
1: say that i i I didn't really realize it but the fish behind me the sailfish yeah yeah that um we caught three of those that day and it was I had chartered a boat down in Isla Morada, and all my clients were on board. So <laughs> there you go. You're, you're with your clients. I, I do love fishing. I don't like to have my own boat. I like to hire somebody else's boat. Sure, sure. You get to turn it, turn it back in. But um, the point is exactly what you said. I love the golf, and you notice we have a relationship as well. Because, yep. I mean, so you tend to you tend to attract um, what you. I guess you'd say your relationships are the people that are like you and like similar things. Maybe they're not like you, but they like similar things. Right. Sure. Right. And that goes
0: back to everything we just started. So, so because of that, you'll end up uh, having more time because you're not dealing with pain in the butt people, right? You're, they're not your clients. They're not your employees. They're not your partners, right? Uh, you'll have more money because you're dealing with the people you like to deal with, that you're passionate about. I think, I think it's Dan Sullivan who says, you know, who do I want to be a hero to? Who do I want to help out? Who am I trying to champion their cause, right? We're trying to champion the cause of of small business owners everywhere that we all, we think, you and I think that they could make more money and take more time off and pay less in taxes and and have the business they, they deserve, right? That's
1: what you and I believe with a passion. And, you know, because we believe that and because I believe that so deeply, I feel like when I know I can help somebody with the problem that they have, and I know you feel the same way, If they walk away, if I if I don't help them, meaning they don't become my client, I don't charge if I don't want to charge them money for whatever reason, I do them a disservice because they leave and they still have that problem. That's a disservice. And so if you're a business owner and you're unique, every business owner is unique in what they do, and it's a disservice if you don't provide your service to the marketplace, your unique service to the marketplace with the relationships that you want to have, that you are unique to you.
0: Yeah. And that leads right into the fourth one, which goes into, to the purpose, the freedom of purpose, which is exactly right. And, and, and the freedom of purpose can be whatever you want it to be. Okay. Your purpose can be whatever you want it to be and it can change, right? So your purpose could be to make a bunch of money to give to cancer research because your aunt died of breast cancer. That would be a great purpose. Your purpose could be to make a bunch of money to take, take care of my family. Right. Your purpose could be like like we just said, the purpose could be to help a thousand business owners take more time off, make more money, and pay less in taxes. That's a great purpose that you and I share. Right. So your purpose can be anything. It doesn't have to be one thing. And it can evolve or change,
1: right? Over time. It does over time because okay. you're um, you know, like I, I'm an empty nester now and you're you're about to be in a couple of years. Well, my purpose 15 years ago was very different than it is today. Absolutely. Um, I can tell you that I used to work till eight, nine o'clock at night, some nights, but I was always home on weekends. I'm, I was Mr. Weekends off, always off, no phone, no email, none of it. But um, during the week, I'd work. Well, now my wife is going to be home. I'm home every night for dinner. I can honestly say for years, I missed, the, I don't know how many thousands of minutes <laughs> I missed, but- um, not anymore because I don't want my wife to have to eat alone. So there's a, there's a different, even though I let my wife be alone with my kids. That's, <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Like, so yeah, so like, it's great. So, so like I had it done for, for freedom of time and money for my kids, my kids, girls played travel soccer. So I was, and I, and I, and I coached and, and did all this stuff. With so I was done at four o'clock Monday through Thursday because soccer practice started at four o'clock i'm done we're not having any meetings i'm going to go coach their soccer or assist coaching their soccer and that's what i did and i did saturdays and sundays we travel to go to their soccer tournaments that was my thing now my purpose has changed right now now with the girls i got one in college and one in senior in high school they're playing high school sports which isn't as you know it's high school soccer season so you don't have travel soccer right now i get to play some more golf on the weekends because most of the high school sports are during the week right so you're your purpose of all, but, but really the purpose has been that attention that I had on the girls is now moving to help a thousand business owners, you know, uh, take more time off, make more money, pay less in taxes, right? Because that's where my passion is now. My passion was raising my kids and my family and taking care of them for, you know, X number of years. And now it's migrated into, look, everybody could design a business like this.
1: Yeah, and if you're a younger uh, entrepreneur what, listen to this, what Matt just said in that statement without saying it was, um, when you sign up to coach your kids, I'll tell you, I, I signed up to coach my son's baseball team yeah. for one reason, my daughter as well, for one reason, because I knew if I was the coach, I had to be there. <laughs> That's exactly and, right. And you're the coach, you can't make excuses. It's uh, because you, you have to be there. So no matter what, um, those are good commitments to make because they're commitments that force um, force you to be there on time every time. So.
0: Well and that's a great that is a great tip that that forcing yourself to be there by creating those events right would would force you to take better control of your time because let's just say that you're the basketball coach the baseball coach the soccer coach then you got to be done with work because you got to take the kids and you got to be there for whatever that hour and a half two hour practice is boom now there are many times I went home and worked right I went home and dinner with the girls. And then I'd have to work till nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. But that's the freedom of time that I had, right. That I could take this time off between four o'clock to eight o'clock and spend with them soccer practice and have dinner. And then I would go back to work. Right. Yeah. So just because I left at four to go to soccer practice, didn't mean I was done for the day. Part of my, you know, penance, right. Is, is I, like you said, when we first got on this thing, you can, you can work 24 seven. Anytime, any place. We're always thinking about work. That's one of the disadvantages of business, right? Of
1: being your own business, your own uh, entrepreneur, or being your own business owner. Is and you know, there is one more—I um, guess you could say—entrepreneurial freedom. Okay. That a lot of, I guess, a lot of entrepreneurs don't get to do. Um, it's the freedom of location. Of, Fantastic. Being able to own a business that allows you to be where you are whenever you want to be there. It doesn't mean that, like, um, you could have a a physical location. Um, I'm going to use who, I'm trying to think of a big company that, uh, without, like, being political. I don't know why, uh, but um, how about um, Amazon, for instance? Uh, Jeff Bezos owns a big company, and it's Seattle, right? Aren't they in Seattle? Yes, yes. Uh, but he doesn't have to be in Seattle all the time. I, he has meetings in Seattle, but he could be anywhere. But right. you might say, yeah, but Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. But there's a lot of entrepreneurs who own five, six, seven million dollar businesses who, um, who can work as little as two or three times a week, three or day, two or three days a week. And, and this is how they communicate with their office a lot. This is a lot more common. Um, <laughs> That's right. The Zooms and all that. Yeah, exactly um, right. And so you, the location freedom is something different today because it, it affords you the ability to have your time and money, but be in the place that you might love. You might want to be in, in the Caribbean three months out of the year. Well, you got to have a business set up that allows you the ability to have a location freedom. Freedom, right. And the only way to do that is to have all these others in order with processes. Uh, no, no,
0: that's exactly that's what i was going to say. To wrap it together would be exactly right. In order to get more time. You got to have systems and processes in place that hold you accountable yourself and hold your team members accountable to get stuff done when it's due. Right. You got to have systems and processes that generate money, whether you're there or not. Right. Um, Or allows you to focus on your a plus activity. Right. The thing that makes you money that you enjoy. Um, you got to have systems and processes in place for screening. These are the type of, uh, these are the type of employees I want. These are the type of customers I want to deal with. These are my target audiences. These are what a, Good partner looks like to me, right? You got to have those checklists or processes, whatever you want to call them, protocols, what they call them in the dentist world. And then having a purpose, you having your why. I mean, I think his old book by, uh, what's his name called, uh, you know, Finding Your Why, your purpose. It's Simon and, Sinek. Is that Simon? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Simon Sinek, you're, you know, isn't that called, What's Your yeah. Why or Find yeah, Your Why? Find your Why. And, um... Yeah. And all this falls into place, right? If your passion is to, you know, help a thousand entrepreneurs. You know uh, make more work less and pay less in taxes then this other stuff falls in place if your purpose is to make enough money to take care of your family so we could go to Disney World right now we got a purpose and I got to you know you got to boom 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 we got to make the money we got to get go focus so we can have the money to go on that trip right so if you have a purpose your why it brings the other guys in the fashion but in order to do this what we just described is what systems and processes, systems and processes. in place Right, that allow you to allow you to take more time off, allow you to make more money in a systematic way, allow you to pass up opportunities. I don't want to deal with those people. Allow you to hire only good people,
1: right? So, what's important about systems and processes is the strategy to put them together, and then you got to follow that strategy. It's like a game plan, a blueprint, whatever you want to call it. Um, When um, you think of uh, the Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, every game against a team he had a specific strategy then they created a blueprint based around that strategy and then what did everybody do all the coaches all the players they implemented the strategy that was put into place their focus was on the strategy um there were times when they were working hard and they get caught up in things but then but the strategy was so clear they came back into focus and followed the strategy that's what we're talking about is when you create these systems and processes and a strategy, what's the strategy? You want time, you want money, you want the relationships, you want purpose. That's the strategy. You put the processes and the systems in place so that the strategy keeps you on the right blueprint all the time, every time, so that you have the things that you spelled out that you want.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And I think uh, I forget who I've heard this several times from several gurus, which is uh, a lot of times being successful is what you say no to. What you turn down, what, what business you decide not to pursue, right? What opportunities you try not to go after.
1: Deciding right? the opportunity cost before you say yes, because every opportunity has a cost. Um, Absolutely.
0: And we can do so many things. I think that's where people get distracted, right? And there's one, and I can't remember who says this. It might be Take More or Take More, however you say his name. And he's got a philosophy, which is, you know, you get you got one product you got one strategy you got one way to market it and you got one thing you're selling until you get to a million dollars then we'll divide up revenue streams or add on products and services so his uh, and I, I might be messing that up but the idea was you know it's just one thing we're doing one way until I get to that number then we can what happens to, i think a lot of entrepreneurs is they get Distracted because they don't know what their why is. They don't know their purpose. They don't know their relationships because they're chasing anything that that'll pay, right? Anything that has a the heartbeat, right? Um, that, that they give up their time because they're chasing a bunch of opportunities, right? Because they're chasing the money. They're, they they want the money. They need the money. They think they need the
1: money. And then the, the, they become that person spinning plates and and yeah, spinning and, plates. That's a great analogy. Yeah, you can't you can't keep them all spinning. I mean, <laughs> eventually
0: one's going to fall. So that's right. That's right let's let's pick the one with the best that you're best at that makes you the most money, gives you the most time off, allows you the relationships you want and and, and fulfills your purpose, right? And then we could add a second plate and a third plate.
1: Precisely. and and you know it's that's a good that's a good policy. You should be doing one thing until you hit a million in sales. Um, one thing, the uh, singleness of purpose. Uh, I mean, so I mean, so many books are written upon you know on that one that one thought process. Uh, but that's one strategy, time, relationship, money, purpose, built around a, a strategy. That's your purpose.
0: Right. And so that would be, if you're feeling grumpy, if you're feeling out of sorts, it's usually one of these four things or two of these four things, right? So if you are not happy with where you are right now, chances are one of these four things is out of whack, right? And so it's a great tool or framework that says, you know, let's, Tackle one of those things, right? I need to start taking more time off. Obviously, I need to make more money, right? Uh, I'm not doing my purpose. This isn't what I signed up to do, right? So I think that's the way the framework was meant as whenever you're grumpy or, or not where you want to be, it's probably one of these four things is out of whack. Anyway, I think it's a great tool or framework to, to think about that kind
1: of thing. Yeah, and I think grumpy is a funny word, uh, not funny word, but um, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs who get depressed and they don't yeah. know why. And that depression is probably on a subconscious level. And it's one of these things you got to find, you got to find where it is and okay. Oh, maybe it's my relationships that aren't doing good right now. And that's why I'm subconsciously depressed or maybe, Oh, that's right. I set that big goal and I'm sucking wind and it's, it's, you know, it's March and I'm not hitting my goals, financial goals. Well, we had a
0: great one. It was funny. Uh, One of the guys who's, who's in coach with me, uh, JD, and uh, he's got a podcast and he does anyway. He had one quarter where he was like, man, I'm, j- I'm just focusing on me. I'm out of shape. I'm not where I want to be. I'm j-. So he was all about, he was the guy that introduced me to 75 hard. I'm going to do 75 hard and I'm going to turn down everything else and just focus on myself for this quarter. And he said he had the best quarter he ever had. Best quarter he ever had because he focused on one thing, which was himself and his health, which led to other good opportunities and a lot of things he said no to. Anyway, shout out to him. I thought it was pretty
1: cool. Well, no, that's good because that's what Matt. That's what I've been for like three straight years. I've been focusing on my health, and um, and I know you do as well. And it's I think it's it's life changing when you get your mind, body, spirit, the whole the whole thing working together, and you see how other things fall into place. <laughs> that's right. I, I think the word is discipline. I think it, it creates uh, areas in life that make things easier. So discipline or structure. I like structure, structure is a better word, right? Structures because we just need a
0: framework to work within, whether it be for health, whether it be for business, whether it be something being out of whack. All right, where can we find uh, Dave Mulvaney?
1: You can find me at davidmulvaney.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn at David Mulvaney and uh, across other platforms. Um, You can connect with us through at profitabilitymd.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Where can we find you, Matt?
0: Yeah, so uh, Matt Hudgens over on LinkedIn. And then I got my coaching website, which is 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And then, of course, we got our podcast here. So Profitability MD is on all your podcast sources. And you already mentioned your Profitability MD YouTube channel. And we got profitabilitymd.com, which has all the episodes, and that type of stuff on it. So, good stuff, man. This was actually good. So, uh, go work on your uh, four freedoms. All right, Matt. Have a great afternoon. All right. See you, buddy.